Hello everyone. How are we? How are we? Emily here. Um I'm actually a lone wolf today. It's quite sad. This is the first time recording a podcast without Gina, who is our sound woman. Um and I feel very naked without her and not in a fun way. Um she has got herself a lovely, fantastic, exciting job. So can we get a woohoo for Gina? Um, so yeah, we've both been very busy bees with our new jobs. So anytime we've seen each other, um, we haven't exclusively talked about sex and dildos. Uh, because that's not all that life is about, guys. Um, so yeah, just me going to be covering vaginismus today. Um, this is one that we've actually had planned for quite a while, but adults being adults, trying to get uh, a day in the diary, my friends, is not easy whatsoever, but we've got there. I think this is maybe four months later, but I think this will be a really, really nice conversation. Could be very chill. I think, you know, lived experience and the reality of conditions like vaginismus, that's how we learn about them and that's how we know how to integrate different things into our sex lives because you don't know what any potential sex or sexual partners may have. So if you have sex with people with vaginas, this podcast is for you. If you have a vagina, this is for you as well. So yeah, I think we're just going to dive straight in and just wanted to say a little hello 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 beforehand um and sorry for the radio silence but i'm not actually because i've been really fucking busy but yeah miss this hope you enjoy i'm horny 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 for change (laughs) okay we're recording welcome (laughs) i'm nervous um so we have a lovely troll <laughs> um, here to discuss vaginismus today. So I'm just going to give a little bit of context for anyone who doesn't know what it is or hasn't heard of it because I don't, I don't, right, let's actually take that as a, a question. When did you first hear about vaginismus? Um, okay, so. Maybe I read an article in Cosmopolitan. Of course. Yeah, where I should get all your sex advice. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like about a girl who wasn't able to have sex. And yeah. I was a virgin at the time. And I remember reading it and being like, oh my god, that is like the worst possible thing that could ever happen. Like, what a fucking weirdo. the sex for men yeah yeah I feel everyone so yeah that was the first time I'd ever like came across anything like that but I don't think I heard the term vaginismus until I went like searching for it mm-hmm. 
So probably when I was like 19 or 20. Yeah. Which is yeah. ridiculous. That's that's funny because that really did just trigger that question in me. When did I first hear about it? And I actually, I think it would have been the same. Yeah. Because it's you... like it's not discussed like at all. Like I remember Sex Education did an episode. Yeah. And is it Ava? Her, her girlfriend. girlfriend. What's yeah. her name? Lily? Lily. There we go. Yeah, and I remember feeling so validated. I was like, nobody has ever mm. heard of this before. Like, I remember confiding in friends, and they were all supportive, but they were like, hmm? Yeah, so you just felt like a bit of an alien. Yeah, and she is like an alien. Yeah, I've alien. actually just connected that <laughs> as well. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's really not spoken about at all. It's not, it's shit and it's it's an interesting one because I was doing a bit of reading about it at the beginning of this year, I think it's when I had suggested to you um, if you would like to come on and talk about it. Um, because I've, the only experience I have with it is because it, it's not that I have it as a condition, but it can, that spasm yeah. can happen randomly so I may as well actually explain right now I'll give you the definition of it Um, I think it was it was named in 1862 first of all and it was wow. described as an involuntary spasming of the pelvic floor when penetration is attempted so that goes beyond penises as as the whole world does um and that is that's fingers tampons of you as you've just said yeah moon cups i imagine as well any oh, form I of it's a no from me yeah. <laughs> well yeah and then speculums so for smears and things like that and mm. um, so that is the condition that we're talking about that's how it affects people um, people with vaginas, as you can assume from the name. Do you know what? Like, it can actually be so bad that the swab of an STI test can hurt. Um, like, that's how painful it can be sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And how would you describe the pain then? How did you, you know, when you first kind of realised when it came to, was it penetrative sex then, that you realised... Well, so I didn't realise, whenever I lost my virginity, and, you know, was having regular sex with my first first boyfriend, I just thought it was because I was a virgin. Yeah. So it really hurt. It, like, it hurt so much. None of my friends lost their virginities. So I couldn't even, like, compare notes with them. Yeah. And it hurt so much every single time we had sex. But again, I was just like, this is just the way it is because, you know, I, I haven't had sex before. And also, girls are told it's going to really it hurt. hurt. It's going to really, really hurt. But like, that is such a dangerous narrative because it shouldn't have hurt me the way that it did. No. Like, we weren't able to have sex. Like fully penetrative sex because it would hurt me so much yeah and that was like lube and everything involved so but again I just thought that was just normal like sometimes it hurt too bad and sometimes it was okay 
Okay. It was only whenever I moved to university and then I started having sex with other people and I was like, I don't think this is normal because it is literally like, it's like trying to put your fist through a wall. Like, it, yeah. there's no way it's going in and if it goes in a little bit, it is the most excruciating burning pain. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think there's any other pain like it. Like, there's no way to describe it. It hurts so badly. The way I've heard it described is similar to, like, a stabbing. Yeah. Is the word that I always hear is a stabbing. Like, that sharpness. It's so sharp, and it, like, it burns mm-hmm. so badly. It's it's just such a unique pain. It's hard to... Yeah. It's hard to describe, but... Yeah, it's not pleasant. Yeah, I can imagine. And I think... Um, it's really frustrating, like me and Gina have talked about how young women are told to expect pain in sex quite a lot. Yes. And, you know, that's obviously horrific because you're, we're not preparing women for pleasure. We're preparing them for pain. So then whenever they don't have any pleasure, they think that that's, that's just it. That's normal, which is it's not um and if you're yeah if you're experiencing pain during any kind of sex be it penetrative or not it's because something isn't working for you yeah absolutely it's not you that's the problem it's what's going on that's the problem and you know that's bad enough but then like in your case it stops you from accessing any treatment mm-hmm. because you think oh this is it yeah this is just what sex is and you know, I enjoy all the other aspects of sex, but penetration hurts. But that's just the way it is. And I just gotta put up with it. Like that's how I felt. And I feel as well, like if men were experiencing pain during sex, it would be like, What the fuck is going on here? Oh, absolutely. Like it would be it's like if you compare vaginismus to erectile dysfunction. Um, yeah, like erectile erectile dysfunction is spoken about so much it's even like in like in betweeners like it is in it's common knowledge that Mainstream. men can't like get it up mm-hmm. but there's nothing about women like they sometimes can't get it in yeah and it is it is a form of sexual dysfunction as well it's like a sexual mm-hmm. pain disorder um but because it's it's as per usual it's not prioritized any kind of vulva anatomy is there's no effort to learn about it and it's really frustrating and it's difficult because it is a psychosexual disorder as well Mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of that you know focus on getting like a penetration done and it's that physical aspect of it that you know we all obsess over but that's not that's not going to why is this happening to so many women and it is it's like one in 500 women but oh, wow yeah but also i don't think that includes non-binary people so that would be also, that probably isn't like it's probably more common because loads of women don't seek treatment for it well, like i haven't this is the other thing one in 13 women in britain experience pain during sex so 
that could be a disorder, but it's undiagnosed because that's women's reality, inverted commas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's it's literally just normalized because we're told like P and V should be painful. Uh-huh. Very yeah. frustrating. Very frustrating. So then so- did you... Did you do anything to try and alleviate any of the pain? Did you have any tactics? Um, well, I think whenever I was in a relationship, we just used lots and lots of lube, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. But there was nothing I could do that would, like sometimes it literally just wouldn't work. Like it just would not go in. Yeah. And then other times it would be fine. It's really funny because I know... I've read some people, like, they cannot get penetrated ever. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like me who it, it's more optimum not. But sometimes it's absolutely fine. Yeah. So, I don't know. I really should speak to a doctor about it. But I think I'm just so, like, disillusioned with how doctors, especially in Northern Ireland, yes. um, react to women's health. Sometimes I'm thinking, like, what, what are they going to say to me? Yeah, I have heard of people being recommended um, a glass of wine before they... Oh, that happened to my cousin. Just yeah. have a glass of wine. Yeah. Like, that is so unhealthy. I think that's actually something, whenever I got out of that relationship, which is that's the only, like, sexual partner I think that I've, like openly discussed vaginismus with mm-hmm. because there was an issue in our relationship because I was upset by it like he was a supportive partner but it used to really upset me because I just wanted to have like penetrative sex and I couldn't um but yeah I think for me whenever I would be having like one night stands and casual sex I would get as drunk as possible so that my body would be relaxed okay. and that is so unhealthy and dangerous mm-hmm. but that was like the only way that I could have sex pain free god that's awful uh-huh. that is so bad and then so would you ever discuss it with casual sexual partners it's a weird one I should feel comfortable talking about it with a partner and if they, you know, react badly, then it's not somebody that I want to be actually having sex with. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where, like, this is so silly. But it's like whenever I speak about it, I'm scared of, like, talking it into existence. Oh. Because it is, like, psychosexual as well. And, like, it does, a lot of it comes from your head. Mm-hmm. So the more, and I think whenever I said in my last relationship, and it was, like, constant, every time we would go to have sex, I knew he was thinking it. I was thinking it, like, is this going to work? Yeah. And I didn't, probably because I, my body was so stressed about it as well. Yeah. Oh, completely. And it yeah. is that, it's, you know, the similar thing with, for example, whenever I was talking about my recent smear, mm-hmm. that did not go well. Um, it was quite an insensitive man that I got. Um, and he he used a word that really freaked me out and my whole body tightened so my vagina tightened around the speculum and it you know it makes everything so much more painful whenever you're in that like moment of anxiety 
and just seeing how that manifests in your body is yeah and you cannot control it no that's like i think the involuntary um within the definition that's so necessary because you don't even you know know until it's happening Mm -hmm. horrific horrific um interestingly as well though I was doing some research and as you were just talking about your you know hesitance to go to a doctor there was a gynecologist I think she's based in London I think if anyone wants any references DM me because I can't remember right now but um 100% of medical students and 98% of gynees wanted more training in sexual dysfunction talking about vaginismus right those are gynecologists so if you think about it if you think about it go into your gp who's the first person you go to if 98 percent of gynecologists don't feel equipped yeah that's sorry that's literally their job I know, and it's, there's been though, yeah, exactly, there was, when I was looking into it, this, it's, it was the same paper, I didn't um, take note though, there was like 200 million pounds of cuts to funding made, and it's like, maybe you can like scrimp out a little bit more money, because this is affecting so many people. Yeah, yeah, and, that would be great, and do you know the way there's like ads on TV that advertise Viagra? which is widely available yeah there's just not the same amount of interest in women's sexual health no not at all and I think you know like take it seriously because as you mentioned the stress that it can put on relationships like it can Mm. destroy relationships and then what it destroys your mental well-being and creates a bigger a growing fear of sex which can be exactly yeah a huge part and it's just then what does that do whenever people who are dealing with the condition want to think about children and things like that if they feel like they can never have penetrative sex yeah you know these are the things and it's like that's a life but no it is i actually read an article recently about a woman who has it and she got pregnant twice without penetrative sex which is like... Was it the Virgin Mary? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, quoting her... uh, Were you reading Second Testament? (laughs) But she said that whenever she went to deliver her children, she had um, cesareans both times, which was like unrelated. But it was whenever the midwife went to examine her and she reacted because it hurt whatever they were doing must probably like a speculum or something yeah and she said like she didn't feel like she could tell them that she hadn't had penetrative sex because they wouldn't believe her so like she couldn't even be honest in that situation with healthcare professionals because of the fear of being judged it's so frustrating because it's like okay life as a woman that sums it up Mm-hmm. yeah oh god lover this is the thing and it's like you know shows like sex education and being able to be like oh i actually have to deal with that sometimes yeah, you I know that. yeah it's so that would help so much and sex ed literally 
sex education to show that first of all this can happen but also maybe to alleviate the possibility of it happening because if you do like get access to thorough sex education you'll have less sexual anxiety yeah absolutely and it's also about like you know obviously consent and then making sure your partner is 100 percent comfortable mm-hmm. because that would also help yeah i actually had a question obviously i put in my story last night about this conversation and a man replied let me find it asking for if that were to occur in like a casual sex scenario what like what would you want from a man like would you want a focus on external stimulation like kind of more like a full body thing or would you want to work towards it how would you want the conversation to go maybe any tips for men i think it obviously depends on the person Mm -hmm, absolutely um and also like the situation in which it occurred you know sometimes whenever it happens i don't want to continue Mm -hmm. sex at all because it's frustrating or i'm embarrassed but there's other times where i would greatly appreciate someone being like well let's just focus on other things instead which casual sex the majority of casual sex they don't do that anyway regardless of whether it goes in or not (laughs) so yeah i think just being like just to be supportive and make them feel like they haven't you know it hasn't That's been a failure. Fun. It hasn't been a failure, yeah. I think in a lot of things that I've read about vaginismus, failure, mm-hmm. that has just been the most consistent word. Like, I, it's people feel like they've failed to do this, they've failed to do that. And it's like, well, if we weren't so fucking obsessed with penetration in the first place. Exactly. Like, there's so many other ways of having sex, and it's such a shame that you know young women like you like people with vaginas are freaking the fuck out because that you know penetration is on like this huge pedestal yeah and it just seems yeah it's 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 a shame because it's really not the most exciting thing and it leads me on to there was a submission made the anonymous form which i think is really nice um it's a woman's experience so i'm just going to go ahead and read this out buckle up partner (laughs) i had vaginismus a very mild case but the condition nonetheless it was mild in the sense i could get examined by a doctor but with incredible pain and discomfort people with extreme forms cannot be examined at all i was told I was prescribed some dilators and began treatment, which I believe has stood to me this day. There were days that it was tough. It felt impossible. There will always be days like that, as cliche as it sounds. The cause, I believe at least, was mental and derived from past experiences. Penetrative sex is everywhere. So seeing something you can't partake in has such a strong hold over conversation. Oh, something you can't partake in. Seeing something you can't partake in have such a stronghold over conversations, articles, movies. Sorry for that fuck up. Basically, a lot of interactions and forms of media focus on the one-size-fits-all approach to sex. Mm-hmm. Additionally, trauma was definitely a factor leading to my vaginismus, explaining why the mental overruled the physical in my pussy problems. 
Love that term. I love that. I'm gonna get that tattoo. Love, yeah. Pussy problems. Or no pussy problems. <laughs> um, and there were instances in the news and social media where I'd see my experiences and those of other women and minorities being mocked, belittled, and threatened, which made living with vaginismus as a real life consequence very difficult. That's really sad. I just want people to know that I am proof that it can be overcome. Dilating helped me. It was physical therapy in a way. Therapy helped me. Reading up on it and sex topics helped me. A huge, huge part of helping me live with this condition was online groups who shared advice and experiences and answered a lot of my questions, particularly as a newly diagnosed vaginismus or haha <laughs> in my own experience what helped me most was finding a partner who i knew respected me and who i trusted to be kind and patient there are many people with vaginismus who enjoy casual sex and that is perfectly fine as well it is worth reiterating as you always do that penetrative sex is not the only sex there is when i had vaginismus i found ways to enjoy sex without penetration most of this you probably already cover, but I just really wanted to share my experience. It's probably one of privilege because I'm overcome. I've overcome the condition. There are times it still has hurt, but I know that if it ever comes back again, that I am supported, loved, and respected, and will feel confident embracing my sexuality. I'm also very proud um, to have my name shared because I'm proud of what I've overcome, and I'm also happy to share any experience or advice for anyone who feels scared and alone in the condition. How kind is that? So this was Phoebe. She actually won the last giveaway. And I remember, because she's been such a consistent horn dog. And um, <laughs> and she, when she won, I was like, oh, it's so nice that this is a name that I know. And like, I've, like I don't know her, I've never met her. So yeah. she's so kind. Um, and that's actually really interesting. They should, you know, I wonder if we could get like a little discord group or something going and you guys can maybe talk yeah something like that because it is you know that alleviates stress as well because if you were able to be like fucking hell tried to do this my boyfriend and didn't know what and you had somewhere to go it's just to feel like like heard and understood yeah because you can complain about it to your friends and they can be supportive and great, but if they don't know what it feels like, then it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is, there's something called the Vaginismus Network and I think that they do those kind of things because they, I think it was set up by two women who basically felt like they, you know, no one had any idea. So to even just chat and be like, oh my God, that happened to me as well. Yeah. It feels good and it's just like yeah. yeah being able to chat through it and even like pleasure tips and things like that because as well it's worth noting if you need to use dilators and stuff you can get vibrating ones you know yeah which is like you can incorporate pleasure into it it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be like a horrible process yeah yeah that's interesting. I know you can get dilator kits with Anne Summers. I've mm-hmm. seen them before and I've like hummed and had over them. But I think I might have to make a purchase. Yeah, do. And let me know how it goes. I will, this is... But yeah, I think, I think another frustrating thing is while, as Phoebe mentioned in her submission, um, 
it it can stem from trauma and sexual anxiety yeah. and stuff like that it doesn't always it don't ha- it's not in my case and it has to my case that's the thing apparently you know whenever you go to doctors that's when they assume that you've been assaulted yeah and so that then... was actually something that i wanted to touch on because um that is what you usually hear like if somebody has vaginismus it's because of something that's happened in their past yeah and for me that wasn't the case at all mm. but a year ago I was diagnosed with OCD mm-hmm. and yeah and then it just like occurred to me one day I was like I wonder if that's linked and there has been some links made to OCD and vaginismus which is really interesting yeah very interesting mm-hmm. god I wonder why that is control not being able to I think that's what it is, it's control, and then it can also be like anxiety around maybe like germs or contamination mm. and things like that. Wow. So you have the involuntary, involuntary spasm. Is that, that interesting? That is fascinating, and it's like, the body is just, there's that book called The Body Keeps the Score Keeps or something, yeah. and it's, it's so interesting just how, you know, you don't remember things, but your body does. And wow, that's so interesting. It's like it's so worth talking about things like that as well because if you get so bogged down on the oh that's connected to assault, then you know in your case it isn't connected to assault, and maybe that could make you feel even more strange because you're this yeah. an enigma that hasn't. Well, this has happened to me. Yeah, when I have any experience of that. Yeah, thankfully, but yeah my god god it's again it's just like consistent wish it was talked about more Uh that people had just access to information but I think like the main point that I'm gonna ask you to give a main point and I'm giving a main point now so get thinking (laughs) my main point is that pleasure is paramount because if we have that as an expectation you learn so much more about your needs and those needs may be more to do with your health and needing to seek medical advice and get treatment so like that's the importance of pleasure it's not this trivial thing it's literally a signifier of your health and what's going on my main point is probably just that if you are experiencing it to any sort of degree, that you're not a weirdo, you're not a failure, you're not doing anything wrong. It is much more normal than you think. And yeah, just keep talking about it. Seek people mm-hmm. who can support you to hear you complain and maybe seek medical advice I feel like a fraud saying that because I really need to do yeah well the thing is as well it's like if people do have bad experiences of that they're not gonna go exactly and you know online forums and things can be a lot more I'm not saying fill your doctor in with reddit instead (laughs) but like you know just know your limits and know that there are other options and there's yeah there's loads of options and there's that's one of the great things of the internet there's so much info on there and tips because you know for example phoebe 
is very clear that she has dealt with this and you have this desire to help other people out almost I think yeah I love Phoebe yeah me too absolutely I got that through this morning and I was like fuck now lovely love women to be honest but yeah um oh I I also have another fact actually for you so the word vaginismus the way it was coined in 1862 it actually means the condition of having a vagina right (laughs) so I think that that something to end on just shows how fucking misunderstood vulva anatomy is absolutely because that is not having a vagina no mad mad (laughs) but sure um big thank you from me uh for joining and it was so weird doing this without gina but great great guest to make up for it but yeah loads of love and very excited for the rest of your journey thank you i'll keep you updated thank you thank you right goodbye horn dogs